OT After Dark is a podcast run by two occupational therapists and is for adults only. The views on this podcast are our own and are intended for information and educational purposes only. We believe that sex and sexual pleasure are a human right for consenting adults, regardless of ability, age, gender, or sexual orientation. We discuss topics that cover a wide variety of sex and sexual practices. To be true to our strong views regarding inclusivity, we use common and slang terms regarding sexual topics, which may be considered explicit. Listener discretion is advised. We have exciting news to share. We recently partnered with DirectRec, a free app for OT practitioners, PT practitioners, and speech-language pathologists. DirectRec helps clinicians to find peer-vetted products, and we recently have added our own recommendations of products on DirectRec for sexual health and wellness. We helped DirectRec get a little extra sexy. DirectRec helps clinicians share products and other digital info, like YouTube videos and Google Docs, with their clients. DirectRec helps you to track clients' follow-through on your product recommendations. So to start using DirectRec, click on the link on our website at otafterdark.com or in our social media bios. Hi, I'm Kay. And I'm JJ. And we're both occupational therapists. And we're here talking to you about sex. Today we're talking to Devin from Real Talk, All Things Inclusion, a podcast that can be found on anywhere you yeah. listen to your favorite podcasts. This is a short conversation we had with Devin about her lived experience. So listen in. And welcome. Today we have Devin Weeders on. She runs the podcast Real Talk All Things Inclusion. Welcome, Devin. We are so excited to have you on OT After Dark. Excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me. So, Devin, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? My your name podcast. is Devin Weeders. Um, you probably need a pronunciation key to pronounce my name, <laughs> but that's that's okay. Um and I am a 24-year-old college student. I'm majoring in communications with plans to go to law school. And I was also born with cerebral um, palsy. So that's me in a nutshell. So tell us, I'm curious about um, your history with eye therapy um, and specifically if any OT practitioner ever brought up anything related sex, intimacy, anything like that? So I went to the great children's hospital of the King's Daughters for the majority of my adolescent therapy. And the rehab physician there is amazing, Katrina Lesher. And, um, but as far as OT goes, um, I actually asked them about it. Like, where would I go to, like, figure something like that out as far as, like, positioning and all that stuff. And they tried. Honestly, they did try their best, but it was a PEDS facility. So 
they didn't really know. How old were you when you when you brought that up? Oh, uh, I was, I think, starting at like seventeen, okay. eighteen. So they responded well, though. Yes. They didn't like shut you down and say we can't about that. That's good. No. <laughs> no, they didn't. Now they didn't necessarily have an answer for you. Is that right? That you said. They didn't necessarily have an answer. They just said, I think it would be an adult place that you would have to go to. Oh. Were they, did they like give you names of people to talk to or did they refer you to anybody or just like, meh, you need to go to an adult facility? Honestly, like they, and I, and I have to say this, they were the greatest therapists. Like I'm still in touch with most of them to this day. And like, I consider some of them like, very close friends Mm -hmm. but they they didn't really know where to refer me so they just kind of said you have to go to an adult place so then did you go to an adult place and get some answers there i it just kind of ended there because i had no partner or boyfriend at the time and I didn't think it would be that useful. I was wrong, obviously, but I didn't think it would be that useful. Um, so then were you able to find information or because, you know, maybe they didn't have the resources or the tools at the time, um, were you able to find information to help you in in terms of figuring out positioning or what was going to work uh, for you? Um, not really. I mean... I only started exploring sex and disability, really, specifically, like, the assault rates after, not an assault, but a very, like, uncomfortable event that happened to me, that's all I'll say, mm-hmm. and, and, um, and... It, it was alarming how the um, statistics were around that, yeah. especially with IDD individuals. Yeah, and that's right. the time that I, like, found information about sex. So, um, on that topic, outside of occupational therapy, did you get any kind of education about to sexual education and including safety sex yes my mom and I had the talk when I was 12 that was very awkward (laughs) and then then I had the you know standard I was in regular ed so I I had the you know standard sex ed was it what was your what does standard sex ed look like in, in your school was it abstinence based were they was it were they talking? yeah it was it was abstinence based for a good part of my education mm-hmm. and then getting into later years starting like sophomore year and then especially in senior year we got into conversation con- contraceptions and stds and all that stuff at some point they realized <laughs> um what would you like what would you have liked to have had available to you in occupational therapy like what how would you have in a perfect world what would their have response been and what kind of resources would there have been well 
in a perfect world, I guess we'd talk about it more with like the older patients mm-hmm. and they'd kind of know at least where to refer you. Um, I realize like we can't really talk about it that openly outside of like one of the private treatment rooms because there are, you know, kids. But honestly, I would have liked to have seen some training around the topic. Something but, more formal that they would have brought up. Yes. Yeah. That's what we're... And then did you experience occupational therapy after you kind of left the pediatric world? Um, like, have you received occupational therapy as an adult? They, I received it. Um, I've actually been able, thanks to Wolves at CHKD and the doctor there, who, as I said, is amazing, um... To receive most of my therapy at CHKD, even as an, a technical adult, but I did briefly go to an adult facility, and that um, that was partly to do with me because I was not in a good place at the time, but also um, that really wasn't beneficial for me but like I said I I wasn't in a good place at the time Mm -hmm. so yeah what about I'm curious what barriers you found just dating to meeting so one is the am I allowed to say ableism on here absolutely (laughs) call it out one is the uh ableist assumptions that people often have, like they think I have a cognitive disability mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. I'm in a chair. And they think, you know, like they don't know how to like be around the chair until I get to know them. And then after I get to know them, they're fine. Mm-hmm. But usually it's mostly the assumption that I am cognitively somehow disabled. Mm-hmm. Because I'm in a chair and I really don't think when they first meet me or anything, like, they know how a lot of people, not all people, a lot of people are great, but a lot of people don't know how to uh, interact with the, with, as far as the chair goes. Anything in particular? So... I will tell you this story. Um, it's not necessarily about sex, but it illustrates the uh, ableism I've yeah. encountered. Yeah. So, so there, so there was. We were at the mall, MacArthur Mall. It's a huge mall here in near where I live, and you know those little kiosks, like those little stands mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they have at the mall. Yeah. Well, we. My aide and I both love Starbucks. Like, we're addicted to Starbucks. So, <laughs> so, so as all college students are. So, um, we wanted to go get some Starbucks. And um, my aide, they had some, like, low-calorie chocolate. And she wanted to try some samples while we were waiting for the Starbucks. Because you know how they have to take the drink and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so we go over there and the lady and we, you know, try the samples and the lady was kind of like, 
not talking down to me, but you know, I could tell this was going to be like one of those interesting <laughs> people. <laughs> and so, uh, after we walked away, Cindy looks back at me and goes, I can't believe she asked you if you knew your name. And she had, oh, no. I didn't hear it, but she apparently asked me if I knew my name oh, or not. Oh, my goodness. And I asked Cindy, like, does she know her name? Okay, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. So, stuff like that is, is, is why, I think. Yeah. Um, I'm curious growing up and I don't know how much like a child but um I'm curious growing up if you were in situations where there was like clear boundaries because a lot of times with all those really personal day skills um did you feel like there was clear boundaries set yes I, honestly I'm I'm one of the lucky ones in that my grandmother was the caregiver mm-hmm. when I was Growing up, and I didn't get my first out of family caregiver till I was a teenager. Oh wow! And so, yeah, till I was uh, a freshman. Mm-hmm. So, so in high school. So, and we hired her. So, and my parents were involved in that. So there wasn't much, like, there wasn't much like question about boundaries now have you been able to have the conversations with your parents about sex and dating and and all of that and kind of you know what you would like to see in terms of you know finding a partner and engaging in sex have you been able to have those conversations yes um and you know my mother has been very open to that so yeah that's great. That's great. Good. Good. I feel like I would always be, I, I would be very uncomfortable talking about sex with my mother. <laughs> I'll be very honest. <laughs> so that's great that you guys can have that, those open um, conversations. And would you say, is your family supportive of that, of those types of decisions? Um, like with dating and, and things like that? Yeah, they, they do say that I would need to talk to a sex therapist, like, when we were ready to have sex. But I, I come from a faith where it is encouraged that you wait till marriage. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to balance that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I think that's you know, you know, knowing that background and knowing, you know, your parents and your family values that, but still is then able to kind of have that conversation, um, is, is a great kind of balance, I think. And actually my parents are not of the same faith. I came to it because of the aid that I had to the school from sixth to 12th grade, who was a pastor's wife, and is one of the nicest people you will ever meet. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of grew up in it, and they didn't. So that kind of makes it harder, kind of. Oh yeah, I could. Do you have any words of wisdom for occupational therapy, and how uh, to bring this topic up? Maybe when the best time, if like if there's a. Once they turn about. 16, 17, that's probably when you need to 
start bringing it up mm-hmm. and don't we should start a hashtag don't be ableist about it like yeah. let, <laughs> let them guide the like don't make any assumptions that they can't do this or they can't yeah. do that just because they have a disability like it's on their minds like everybody else so yeah, yeah don't think, assume that it's not i think that's one of the biggest things of our podcast all mm-hmm. of those things. all of the above yeah well, Devin, thank you so, so much for being on OT After Dark. We really appreciate um, you coming on and talking about your experience with um, dating and sex and intimacy, as well as your experience with occupational therapy uh, growing up and everything. You, so. got, you guys are so awesome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you. It was great. Another great conversation. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that little conversation we had with Devin. I know we certainly did. Yeah, And you can find Devin um, from her podcast, Real Talk, All Things Inclusion. It's a podcast about disability and inclusion issues. And you can listen on most of your favorite podcast platforms. Remember, sex is an ADL. Cheers. Cheers.